You pull, you pull the gram of, pu- of coke out of my pussy with your teeth. <laughs> Kiss the ring while you're down there, bitch. I'm telling you, she's she's got the Eva Perone diamond on like a clip. <laughs> Kiss the ring. Jess, the coke will smell a bit funny. <laughs> Do you know what that smell is? Success. Hello and welcome. I am Michael Johnson. Uh, this is well, welcome to Blood on the Sand. Blood uh, on the Sand. Blood on the Sand. I'm uh, Michael Johnson's with me as always across the table is Mr. Bob Keen. Greetings, y'all. And sitting next to him, always with the fucking captain hat, Andre Hashem. Yes, everybody. captain hat and four hours of sleep in three days. That's I, great. I thought you were going by Dictator Del Tuto or something. Del Tuchu? Del Tocha? Wait. Chucha. Chucha. Kucha. Kucha. That's right. Yes. Dictator Del Kucha. Del Kucha. Del Kucha Perón. Oh, muy, muy grassy ass. They should have Madonna play Griselda Blanco instead of Ava Perón. <clears throat> Madonna? Yeah, remember Evita? She no. did that musical? Well, they, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, that Don't terrible. Cry For Me, Argentina, that shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, so funny, there's going to be a uh, fascist crossover in this episode. So Stop Better be. It. Yeah. Stop it. You get enough coke somewhere, oh, fascist. Wait, no, show. and an Eva oh, Perone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, what? Eva Perone's What the this? fuck are you doing, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> Bob is so... I am fucking good at Was this. he reading the note cards while you were printing I, them out? No, no, no. He, he was upstairs uh, probably... Uh, smoking or something. Yeah, I was smoking and listening to a podcast. <laughs> Wait, you were listening to a podcast? I'm cheating on us. You, you sick fucker. <laughs> I, I only listen to podcasts right before I podcast. You know what just gets me in the podcast zone, dude? I was listening to NPR. <laughs> so if I start saying 100%, oh, you'll God. know. <laughs> I listen to uh, classical or uh, metal covers of classical music. That's what gets oh, me going. Oh, wow. <laughs> ah, a little apocalyptica. Yeah. So, so we're on episode two of Griselda Blanco. Yes. Uh, what, are, what, what's gonna, what's, uh, what are the uh, listeners going to be uh, well, ready it, for today, Andre? Yeah, set us well, up. The, where did just, we leave off? So we left off. So where did we leave off? Uh, <laughs> she just left uh, yeah, Columbia. So She's, she moved to New York. Right? Her, she's go, her she's her going to the hus- big city. She's going to the Big Apple. Uh, her first husband died of cirrhosis, but she's taking credit for it. Yeah, uh, of course, because, you know. <laughs> cirrhosis build is, your rep. Yeah, can you do cirrhosis? Can I give Bob cirrhosis? I mean, start paying for my liquor. And we can stress him out and just encourage more. <laughs> so yeah, he dies, but she she Get picks up. Yeah, she, she picks up another guy, Alberto Bravo. He's he's sort oh, of like yeah. a, a young up and coming cocaine yeah. trafficker. Not they start some going fucking back and, stingy counterfeiter of, yeah. of Colombian currency. Of course he's up That's and worth coming. Like, and passports and if passports. Oh, <laughs> if your shit. name is Alberto Bravo, you're always up and coming. Like, <laughs> that guy is a sperm factory, I guarantee you. Yeah, Alberto Bravo. Bravo. Oh, I came again. Bravo. You can't not say that. I came again. Sexy. <laughs> like that's Alberto something you Bravo. That's Alberto something, Bravo. I, I guess yeah, if you say, Alberto Bravo, Andre Hash. Yeah. <laughs> when, people, when people come ironically, they yell mine. <laughs> Bob Keen, Bob Keen, Bob Keen, Bob Keen. <laughs> you're that chant when you're really fucking badly. <laughs> you're just like, why isn't your dick working? Oh, Bob Keen, Bob Keen. <laughs> no, you start losing your phone. I need a high school just... stadium. <laughs> Where's the slider? We should be like a morning fucking zoo. 
All right. Um, but yeah, back to back to Griselda, dude. So Griselda, it's, so it's uh, right now. It's about 1971-72 uh, is the time period Ooh. that we're gonna jump into. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> Griselda it starts to revolutionize uh, the cocaine trade at the time first because she's bringing in uh, cocaine. They're like sewing it into. Um, dresses and shit. Yeah, like dresses, lingerie. girdles, and and yeah, anything types to of keep lingerie. Griselda together because she's a fat bitch. Well, she started off attractive. We're gonna get there. Actually, well, all women she, start off attractive. She gained weight on coke. <laughs> <laughs> Only her and Artie Lang are known for that. <laughs> um, so she she creates a giant network of specifically women to do all of this. Yeah, I bet she did because she's so fat. <laughs> no, it's for the hook. No, you got. You gotta help other women up the ladder, ladies. Yes, girl boss. You gotta help them up, and then you can push them down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I guess who ends up turning on her and all of this stuff? It's, Let it's, me yeah. guess. <laughs> A woman. Yeah, it's the sisterhood, right? I knew it! The sisterhood of the traveling cocaine pants. Yeah. <laughs> That's the title of the episode. Okay. <laughs> there we go. We got there. We got there before we knew it. Um, so she starts a lingerie wholesale company uh, so that she has a reason to be importing goods uh, from a manufacturer abroad. And so there's like a legitimate business to explain where all the money is coming from. Um so we have the music going already. I'll give you a little quote here quick. She was bringing in cocaine secreted in undergarments, bras, and girdles, and just anything that could carry, uh, that could carry cocaine and be brought into the country. And uh, I have a little excerpt for, from this tremendously written book. <laughs> <laughs> this is... I, I don't Godmother. know if we mentioned it yeah, uh, we mentioned at the, the beginning of the last episode, but we're reading The Godmother. Uh, yes, by, by Richard Smitten. And it's a rare book. It took us two copies to find it, and it sucks. It's terrible. It's, it's terribly a terribly written. written book. Yeah, but right now, uh, here's a little bit of uh, what they say is dialogue. Uh, if the mules were caught, they would most likely just be deported. How much can they carry? Pepe Cabrera asked. At least a kilo each, Griselda offered. And let's do the shoes. Platform heels and soles are perfect. We could at least put half a kilo in each shoe. <laughs> Dogs, Jeez. Alberto asked. What about dogs? <laughs> they don't use dogs at the airport. This we know from people who work at the airports. <laughs> what are these are airports? Wild. Have you ever heard of these airports? There's never been a more 70s explanation for platform boots. <laughs> yeah. It That's, was literally just No, these are the fashion, baby. That was the Come whole on, reason man. for them, maybe. The <laughs> ascent was unanimous. Soon afterward, Griselda visited a Colombian, Colombian brasserie factory a girdle factory and a shoe factory. Every manufacturer she spoke to was happy to fill her request for custom-made so goods. <laughs> well, yeah, you got bigger sneakers at the time too. Like that was the because before that it was like all Converse All Stars and shit. Yeah, and it's like you can't hide coke in those. You, you can't even you need, hide weed in there. Right, you, you need can't. some Come more, some more substantial basketball right. shoes. Get, you can you can get a couple. Oh yeah, the pumps. The pump get an shoes. ounce. Yeah, you yeah. can get an ounce in a what pair of Jordans. Could you imagine the, those Skechers now? Those <laughs> 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 it's like a half a keeper shoe. Jeez, <laughs> maybe that's what they're do using for. You know, it would, uh, all those Instagram models. Mm. Not a shocker. <laughs> Not a shocker. It's like, look at my ass. My nose is collapsing. <laughs> 
Oh, big booty bitches. She got a yeah. nose job? No, yeah, it just fell in on itself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 1971, uh, a lady named Carmen Caban, uh, if that's her name, because... If that's her real name. Because it's, it come, it's, she's a government witness later. Um, oh. So we don't know if all those names are. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real name. We just gave her away. <laughs> that um, means there's a possibility somebody at the CIA or something was like. I'll come up with a name. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the, the some of these are just like so common where I'm like, this has to be just like some yeah, the, the gringo John Doe. threw a dart in his brain. Yeah. Michael uh, Johnson. That's yeah. my real name, Miguel guys. Don't look Juan. Miguel Juanson. That would be your name too if you had his priors. <laughs> so 1971, uh, Carmen will come back later, but this is when she first meets Griselda in Central Park. Uh, and as Mike alluded to, Griselda has put on a significant amount of weight in just a few years. She was like a model, essentially, back in the late 60s. Yeah. And, uh, but she has three kids, uh, and she's also doing mountains of coke and drinking rivers of booze and having sex parties. Yeah. Uh, I've ugh. met like eight of her in my life. Well, you only <laughs> needed to meet one of her to meet eight of her. She, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? She's going to those fucking girdle places. Like, I really need these for cocaine and everyone's like sure <laughs> sure yeah yeah they have they have a whole batch of smalls in one corner that's just for her that are just not <laughs> they're like if you look kind of close enough yeah. yeah extra large um so i one of the reasons maybe for this is that she has started smoking bazookas uh they are bazooka bazooka gum <laughs> no with an o um they're cigarettes like the gum. Uh, cigarettes with tobacco emptied out and then filled with pure cocaine. She's doing caveman freebase? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> it is literally, it's the pre precursor to crack is yeah. essentially what they're doing. She invented crack. Yeah. <laughs> Proto-crack. Yeah. It's freebasing for people who don't want to do the physics. Yeah. Who wants to snort all that stuff when you can just... <laughs> Smoke it like a Why would I destroy a perfect... Why would I take out a perfectly good light bulb? <laughs> <laughs> Quick side note. Our uh, our boy Richard Pryor, Marvin Gaye, and Hollywood Henderson may have actually been the guys that invented crack. Wow. Awesome. Together. Yeah, that's... Uh, we should do a post episode two. on that. They're legends. Really. They're, so, they're the Lenny, Bru Lenny Bruce of this game. Yeah. Another little read from the book. Um, one night when they were out, Griselda bragged to Carmen that she had a good way of dealing with anyone who crossed her. I kill them, she said. Anyone that crosses me dies. That keeps it simple. Surely not everyone, Carmen said softly. If my mother does something to me, I'll kill my mother too. You understand? Carmen sat with her mouth open, too shocked to answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. This chick means business. Yeah, that's that's great. I'm Add pretty sure at some point base. Wendy Williams has said this same thing in a board meeting. <laughs> That's the only explanation for why she's relevant. <laughs> God, I love this music. So, around 1972, continuation of all this partying and stuff. Um, because, again, like Griselda, they are... I'm going to get to the numbers here in a bit, but they are trafficking a an astounding amount of cocaine um, and she's she's loving it and uh, so she starts to really expand horizons not just professionally but also starts uh, sexually she starts uh, be getting into bisexual orgies with other yeah, women yeah more uh, more sex parties the only reason I bring this up is because of a cute little anecdote from one of these lovers that she likes holding a gun in someone's mouth until they orgasm <laughs> <laughs> might take a minute yes <laughs> kind of takes me out of it you know that nobody's ever had to think about bass 
baseball with their fucking <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. The block. It's like, no, no, this is going to take a wall. <laughs> oh, I'm coming oh. right now. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing where you, like, the eighth time she does it, you just take it out of your mouth and start talking shit. Just yeah, like, it, there better be a bullet in that chamber. I'm not <laughs> busting for a month. Well, these are women. So this was the invention so of a- the faking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, invented crack now, in this episode fake and faking. Now, motherfucker. She's like if Eileen Warnos <laughs> was, was a drug kingpin, and, and I honestly am on her side. Yeah. Yeah. That's on point. She can find. <laughs> I know what Weinstein's going to be up to. <laughs> This is about that time too. It's like the you know it's no, the, the, the new she the was second the, wave or third wave of feminism yeah, or whatever. No, second early seventies. This is no. The, she was the Lizzo of. Stop acting <laughs> like you know shit <laughs> about chicks. All right, so she confides all of this to uh, her friend Maria Gutierrez, which is another code name. Um, so many but, code names. But uh, Maria Gutierrez, a friend and travel agent, uh, she shows her pictures of the women. Uh, that she got uh, just I, by either just picking them up or just by paying them, but she shows her like pictures of chicks with guns in their mouths and stuff like that. And Maria's like, "Oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> this all makes sense. This Lido. is lovely." <laughs> She's like Lizzo and R. Kelly all rolled into one. It's pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, Maria is she's the head of a travel agency, by the way. She's. Travel agents, quote yeah. unquote. Yes, it's the, the audience can't see you. <laughs> travel. Welcome agency. to Coyote Travel Agency. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's supposedly like a legitimate company that's actually helping the mules get back and forth between the United States. So they do need a somewhat legitimate travel agent to like buy the tickets yeah. and kind of register yeah. all the passports and stuff like that, and collect the passports when they get confiscated and then bought back from the American government because no. everything's corrupt. A front. In the 70s, there were no computers, uh, so you could just say anything. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm Bob Keen. Hello. Yeah. I the most damaging smoke. thing you can say about yourself. <laughs> yeah, this was a, that was a great... Imagine how easy it was to get a job back in the 80s. Like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. Google? <laughs> yeah. If I'm from more... Yeah, than I went ten- to Harvard. <laughs> what are you going to call him? <laughs> Every- hey, wait. Did a guy, Bob Keen, go to Harvard? In ni- yeah, a guy, Bob Keen. Okay, all right. In the 1970s, Bob you were always 20 miles away from a new life. <laughs> Maria, just just to give you a little bit of a little anecdote on uh, Maria here. So... Griselda approaches her one day. She says, I have much business for you, Maria. Griselda said, do you want to handle it? Maria looked at her and smiled, her brain working quickly. Yes, of course. That's why we are in business. She examined the papers more closely and knew they were all forged, but it was excellent work. The forgeries would be undetectable to the authorities, and even if they did discover the papers were false, Griselda would simply pay them off. So, that's good. You will be my exclusive agent. It's good for both of us. We will maybe become friends, Griselda said. I'm sure we will. So, that is... I just wanted to do an excerpt of... How the fuck do you know what that conversation was? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, The lady's a pro. She's a pro. She knows how to talk the game. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, 1972... uh, Carmen officially starts muling for Griselda. Oh. Um, she, um, 
she's just asked at a at a party at a nightclub uh, where Griselda starts recruiting some of the ladies and stuff like that, and she just that's when they start their their sort of like official uh, partnership. 1972 is like the big year. That's when she and Alberto move officially to Queens, um, and by like really really quickly within about a year, she is literally the biggest cocaine trafficker and she controls the entire market of new york she controls <laughs> she controls all of the cocaine that goes to the five families okay so they her nickname becomes and it's also 1972 her nickname becomes the godmother yeah yeah <laughs> oh, she ascends to she, the, to the she mantle fu- she she found her moment just like a good pop singer mm-hmm. you know just, just like yeah just yeah, you gotta just have for your moment that's you know she just had a moment it was just a lovely thing it sounds like yes <laughs> just that it was it's yeah that like moment of spiritual realization where it just all kind of it's like oh coalesces. I'm, a, I'm a god now yes oh <laughs> wait a minute you know on paper this sounds pretty neat <laughs> hang on a minute this <laughs> I just found out that I can just have people die half a world away from me on a phone call. Yeah. That's pretty fucking dope. <laughs> the only, the, you just get impatient if it rings more than once. That's the. Yeah. <laughs> like at that point, like between that power and obviously doing a mountain of cocaine, that can lead to some problematic uh, uh, behavior. Yeah. And it goes to her head just a little bit. No uh, kid. And we'll see just a wow. teaser for episode three. There is. She really takes the movie The Godfather way too much to heart. <laughs> I want to ruin it now, but I'm not going to. Okay, we'll Just get there. Stay oh, come tuned. On. We'll get there. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I have some. I teased this last episode. We a bunch of like the really kooky stories of uh, sneaking shit into the states and stuff ah, yes. like that. Um, Here's the meat on the bone. So yeah, we have uh, Carmen's eyewitness account of uh, Griselda uh, having guys stuff shoes with cocaine. And like the the heels and everything like mm-hmm. that. And then what they would do is that they would call up the, the customs agents in the States, figure out all of the customs that were going to be working, agents that were going to be working that shift, figure out all of their sizes of the shoes that they wore. So then when the shoes would arrive, those customs agents would just switch out their shoes with the shoes that arrived, wear out the Coke shoes, put their shoes into the box, and then those would get delivered wherever the fuck hence, and the customs hence, agents would wear the coke out hence the term stepped on yeah <laughs> <laughs> that has to be where that comes from that yeah that actually that's 100 yeah, percent like it's stepped out all yeah it's stepped on in customs <laughs> <laughs> jeez that's crazy yeah, yeah that's wild shit that's and I lo- yeah I love the fact that I didn't put that together, but that had to have been in part has why be. platform shoes became popular in the seventies. Yeah, 70s. the platform yeah. shoes and stepped on coke. This is this is the uh, the Black Sabbath of the cocaine <laughs> industry. It's it's like the first one's just the opening three three notes is it's like oh shit coke's everywhere now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because no one and that's it. It's still kind of it's in the dark recesses of like kind of upper crust society and stuff like that. So no one really knows what's going on. Not even like the government doesn't have it's 1972. They really don't know anything about this yet. They don't, have it, they don't even have it figured out now. Yeah. So yeah. June 21st, 1972, a uh, U.S. Customs official finds seven pounds of pure cocaine sewn into the seams of one corset that was left in the restroom of Miami Intercontinental Airport. What the f- Wait, they, what? Why Why did Wait, someone just much? leave seven pounds of cocaine? Seven pounds in a, in a corset? Yeah. In a bathroom, though. Why? So the the mule, the person that was wearing it, panicked when, when they got 
to on the American side of the trip. So they took it off in the bathroom before they had to go through customs. So they found oh, it in that in the that terminal before you go through. Well, it's just really great that he supported uh, the habits of so many American heroes at the uh, at customs that uh, got to find that coke and do all of it. Yep. That's, oh, yeah, because they say they the found seven pounds. Yeah. <laughs> they found 20, all right? Yeah, what did Griselda say? Like, that's fucked up. Where'd the other 13 pounds go? <laughs> <laughs> they should have been 25, dude. Yeah, yeah, at that airport, all of a sudden, all the customs agents have really nice watches. <laughs> <laughs> now they just re- they all have a lot of runny noses. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're pulling double shifts because they can't sleep. They didn't know it didn't the dollar's make... never going to be worth more than this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to go up from here, baby. Um, yeah, on the upper deck of the terminal, they find a brunette wig, a checkered woman's coat, shopping bag, and a Bolivian good luck doll. Uh, the doll did not have cocaine in it. Uh, we're looking Aww. for a, we're looking for a Mexican man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that just belonged to the kid they were sneaking through. <laughs> oh, the Never re- found the, the kid. Real deal. <laughs> this kid feels really heavy. <laughs> Somebody ditched their Coke and took away their daughter's dolly. <laughs> he was trying to stick the doll with the Coke beef when it gets found. <laughs> it's his! <laughs> it wasn't mine, it was the doll, dude. Don't trust her little hair and freckles, okay? She's the devil. She's a coke trafficker. No, it's a ventriloquist comic that gets busted with coke on the road. <laughs> <laughs> He's blaming it on the dummy. It was me! It was me! Told Jeff you. Dunham is sticking it on Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut is obviously whacked out on something. 1973, by the way, seven pounds of cocaine is worth $150,000. So we're going to have a little running tally of this. Okay. Because uh, it goes oh. up really quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the market's about to explode. Yeah. Mar- uh, also, this is undated, but Maria meets uh, Carmen... Uh, and Griselda at a nightclub in 1973. It's a it's a celebration Ooh. because Alberto, Alberto Griselda's uh, husband, has just bought the Colombian national team. <laughs> oh, so Which, he might have a little money. You you, you can't How, do that. You don't. Yeah. It's not a for. I mean, you can yeah, bribe wait it, a minute. but it's yeah, not like not the Cowboys. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. not a club team. That is a country's team. How do you do that? How much money is he like the president now? You underestimate the power of being named Alberto Bravo. Alberto. I am Alberto Bravo and I now own the national team. So now he owns the team. He owns the national team. team. He owns that and the national bank too. I don't know how he got he bought it. Yeah, I don't he know. He's paid by the taxpayers. <laughs> he's, he's a government job. Selling cocaine to white people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, him the, yeah, he's the Black Panther of Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> that is our national GDP. It's cocaine. Oh, by the way, wait till the end of the episode because she does cause an international incident between Colombia and the States. Of course. Because um, she's going like, to murder him. <laughs> yeah, oh, about sorry. A, a 20 <laughs> a year long international incident. Yeah, it's called the oh. 80s and 90s. No, no, no. But like with or the, with the government of Colombia, um, <laughs> like directly, um, there's, uh, there's a thing. Uh, she, <laughs> she's moving to the U.S., boys. So June 30th, 1973, Mariela Zapata is arrested at Miami Intercontinental International Airport with four and a half pounds of pure cocaine in her bra and girdle. Uh, she was arriving in Miami on a flight from Bogota, Colombia, when a customs agent noticed, quote, something irregular about her figure. Yeah, she had, <laughs> she had hips. Is that an ass? We don't allow that in this country yet. 
<laughs> is that a third titty? <laughs> That's the thing is I, I I just for my own pleasure looked for what it could have been out of and I, I, I couldn't find what she the had shape like a was. Huge think dick. About, no, she think had like about, a huge cock piece. <laughs> a potato a potato growing a dick out of it. Like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, is it like a hunch or something like that? Like, <laughs> she just had like a fucking she looked like the hunchback of Notre Dame. It, like it shifted around in the flight and it's like Oh gonna... shit, it make me look like it's I'm like, supposed to look pregnant, not retarded. She's <laughs> <laughs> like rolling Grim around. Like Grimace in a microwave, but she'll hit, hit you with a sandal at 100 yards. She's got, she's got a triangle-shaped body now. <laughs> it's like I've seen pears before, but never... What never, the fuck? Never won this rotted. What is this avocado-shaped woman doing here? Um, so... This is one year after the seven pound bust, which was worth 150 grand. Uh, one year later, four and a half pounds is worth five hundred thousand dollars. That is what you call a growth industry. Yeah, it was that's the, uh, quite the markup. Yeah, that's Fuck just, Bitcoin. Where yeah, was, wish I could have invested in this. This is Bitcoin. You can put up your nose. Yeah, good. <laughs> Instead of Bitcoin is Bitcoin. You can put up your nose. <laughs> this is you could put it up somewhere for the um, good shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Full so road. Um. So at, at some point they just say fuck it and they just start making the shipping containers themselves made out of cocaine. Yes, well, yeah. pretty much. They they make the shipping containers have they build them with secret panels. That's awesome. So that you can you just stuff the all your stuff in there and then there's all this the yeah. I got a question and the lining of it. I have a question. Why didn't they just build the planes out of the cocaine? <laughs> Like, ah, eh, the black box. Why don't you just build the whole plane out of the black Why don't you just do that with the cocaine? You know it's why, already white. You know why the black box survives? Because it's the only flat surface they can chop lines on. There we go. That's exactly why the it black box. It has to exist. <clears throat> the black box originally was for cocaine storage on long flights. <laughs> that, just, would, that might be accurate. <laughs> well, like, that's also, like, I don't know. That probably is half the, the reason why all those planes disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. It's like first yeah. off, this all of those cocaine, guys are yeah. yacked up. Cocaine is <laughs> cocaine is why no cocaine's why airplanes were invented. First of all, I, I remember that the Wrigley Brothers or whatever. yeah yeah the Wright Brothers. You know those guys were yacked up as shit. They're making weird contraptions in their backyard. Wasn't and they didn't have meth yet. Coca, yeah, coca leaves is the only way a guy got his daily chores done and then got bored. Yeah, <laughs> to <laughs> make like, art or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm real. Like, I wonder how I can make this easier. Hmm. <laughs> so, um, they also so they're they're importing it in the actual uh, shipping containers. They also start importing exotic animals in and sneaking the coke in with the cages. Uh, so that will be a nice little Tiger King call forward for episode three in Miami. You ever put a half ounce of cocaine up a ocelot's ass? <laughs> <laughs> then you weren't around in the 70s. <laughs> Wait, were the, were the exotic animals legal? Yes. Yeah, oh. yeah. No, so that was... That's, that's the difference between... <laughs> then and now, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like this stuff is going through customs. That's, but that's hilarious. Well, the problem is, is that one of one of her guys, though Antonio Romero, gets busted at Kennedy Airport smuggling cocaine in one of the rare dog cages. Oh, um, fucking idiot, dude! What did he do? Lick the dog's asshole? No, the, the dog fuck? smelled it and started barking. It was a narc dog. <laughs> yeah, probably, it the, was an undercover canine unit. That thing's just covered in powder. <laughs> Dogs just pointing at his stomach. <laughs> 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 Dogs wearing a wire. 
<laughs> hey, dog, that dog's a fucking cop, dude. Air Bud yeah. National Security. Well, there's no rule that a dog can't be a cop. <laughs> And like a 70s wire with like a battery pack yeah, on it. his asshole. <laughs> the dog has a 70s narc dog, so it has like a Fu Manchu and a of fur course, trim jacket. Of course, a giant fucking... <laughs> like a Donnie Brasco Fido-ass looking motherfucker. But why, Fido, why? <laughs> yeah, there's a we chihuahua ju- that he'd, he'd be trained. <laughs> ju- you asked? <laughs> you were my friend. I bring you to my daughter's quinceanera. Chiquero Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. I get high with yeah, you. And- you are crooked dog. <laughs> <laughs> a gritty, a gritty undercover cop movie, but it's Air Bud franchise. He's just going home and beating his bitch. Just a golden retriever with a ratty hat. You got like one Serpico undercover dog. <laughs> yeah. Giant fucking coat. Fucking oh starts my doing God. business with all the rescue pit bulls. <laughs> So <laughs> this is a real dark Zootopia sequel. <laughs> I don't know, Mr. Rabbit. Where is the cocaine at? Well, the condom exploded and killed little Fido. <laughs> Turns out the boss is just a shifty dachshund. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, the, fucking the scar police over chief would be a German dog. These animals. <laughs> Hey folks, Andre Hashem here with Blood on the Sand. Just wanted to thank you all on behalf of Mike Johnson and Bob Keen for each and every one of your listens. For everyone that's given us a rate, review, or follow, you are our saviors. I even wanted to thank every one of you for all of your unsolicited advice in the DMs. Guess what? There's a great place for that. Make it public. Give us five stars. If you've made it this far, you know you like what we do. All we ask is you give us a follow if you listen on Spotify. Give us five stars if you listen on Apple. Hell, tell us we're garbage and inappropriate in a review. Write it in excruciating detail because you know what? As people, you'd be right. But as a podcast, you know more people should be listening. So please, for their sake, the unknowns and ours, also the unknowns. Help bump us up the charts so all this time researching and making horrific things funny and entertaining for you can be worthwhile. Follow or five stars. We don't know how it works. We just know that's how it works. Thanks again. Now back to the show. So nothing happens immediately, but this does. This finally does spark the attention of, of the government, of the government, uh, and everything. Oh, uh, shucks. So, um, by the way, once I'm, they own a piece of it, just a little note. <laughs> Wait, when was this? What year? <laughs> this is after the the the, the football team. No, that was the soccer nineteen seventy three. Who was president? Uh, that was Nixon. Yeah, Nixon's definitely like, yeah, they're cutting in on my my cut of the business. <laughs> well, so he, he passed he passed the the drug bill in 1968, which was yeah. actually the reason that cocaine did explode in this era. Because, yeah, he's been doing them favors because before it was it it had really just been weed that was trafficked uh, to the states up until mm-hmm. 68. Hey, outsourced. It's what's going on with regular jobs now. Yeah, so it's again, it's uh, once you just make something illegal officially, then it's <laughs> it's illegal. It blows a, up. You, you just make other people you force other people money. to make money off it yeah you <laughs> create a cottage industry and i'm still gonna get it yeah, yeah. he just exported just, the jobs he did not eliminate them. now i'm not paying taxes on it yeah <laughs> thanks and they're not paying taxes on that money so it's yeah like, no that you ever, can't be in every dairy queen parking lot at 2 a.m in a suburb but yeah. if we all weren't paying taxes we could uh, afford a colombian 
soccer player That's teams. True. Yeah. yeah. If you had an extra seven grand at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could easily afford it. Little April fifteenth party. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say, but so I was trying to do research on Antonio Romero. I had to stop. So do you know how many Antonio Romero's got arrested in, in 1973? <laughs> there were there were like 20 pages of Antonio <laughs> Romero's that weren't this guy. So I just want to just we need to settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Get the important ones. We might ha only get the important ones. We might have to do a podcast about them in forty years, <laughs> or just name them something else. Why you guys gotta name everybody the same fucking name? Yeah. Who? What other name is there in Colombia? It's like, it, yeah, was he like the god of smugglers, and then they just all named their kid after him? Uh, the patron saint of fucking Colombia. I am Antonio Romero. I am Antonio Romero. How about that one? <laughs> So uh, between 1972 and 1975, this is all. This is now from court documents. Uh, Griselda and Alberto grow to become the number one suppliers. I already said this. So the, uh, the, here are the numbers. Uh, by 1975, they're worth about 500 million dollars. 1975 dollars. Jesus. They at how many million? 500 million. <clears throat> 1975 dollars. So it's probably like. Ten yeah, billion. Yeah, that's two billion. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's or a um, lot of billions. They they at times so they're averaging about eight million dollars a week. Uh, <laughs> at times it goes to ten million dollars a week, and they've made as much as eighty million dollars a month. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's more millions. Eighty. Than they're making as much as the, <laughs> they're making as much every week as the entire Bears defense. That's impressive. Jeez. So the real innovation is that for some reason. Griselda is the first person to use several suppliers at the same time to make sure that she doesn't miss a shipment. So, so, <laughs> so she's just a good business person. She, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's the IKEA model. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons though is that because in the cocaine trade, you kind of have to buy from one person if you start going to other people. That's when like murders start happening. Oh yeah, because they think they're horning in on their shit. Right. So I, you I guess you just have to buy enough where nobody gets mad. Yeah, where she <laughs> she just buys enough or is also just so murderous already. Yeah, nobody fucks with it's like if you go after one of my other guys i fuck you up yeah i killed my husband and then i'll take over your operation i'm just being polite <laughs> um plato or plato <laughs> puto or pato <laughs> so a male gay prostitute or a duck see <laughs> if it walks like a dog and it talks like a duck it's probably a gay male prostitute <laughs> Shit, that's a tough one. I don't want to be homophobic. <laughs> you don't want to be homophobic, do you? <laughs> you want to fuck that duck? You want to fuck the duck? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Just for the noises. That would be fun. That <laughs> make me feel big. <laughs> <laughs> so my dick looks huge at her little webbed toes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Give me a foot job, ducky. <laughs> Wait a minute, there's a green head on that. What are you, gay? Oh, no, it's a mallard. I, I'm gay now. <laughs> Damn it. And I'm prostituting to a... I got both. I got turned out by a mallard. All right. That's so, quackers. <laughs> fuck you. I hate you. <laughs> Uh, so she also advocating for pooling trafficker resources and sharing the risk, uh, just like the five families of New York did with everything but with drugs. Her business model gave the rise to a modern day cartel um, wow. to like to the modern day cartel of trafficking. Everyone before was purely independent. Yeah, she like, 
really just like tight little tight knit like family things. Yeah, she's a captain of industry. Yeah, yeah. She approached it like a like a career, not a job. Yeah. So 1974, I uh, did the uh, the federal document what they're worth, $10 million a week. Griselda has 300 pairs of shoes at this time. Uh, That's she, it? She, <laughs> well, that she, kind of money? She's, gotten, she's not that attractive. They this were is, all well, this is only in New York, by the way. Uh, all, so we don't know what she has back in Medellin. They were all platform Mansion. shoes with compartments. <laughs> A lot of a lot of those uh, fucking uh, f- goldfish platform shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In goldfish. her in in her on her person, she would wear uh, a diamond uh, that she uh, that belonged to Eva Perone that she had fashioned into a ring. Nice. Oh. And she was always accompanied by her German shepherd named. Wait. Guess. Do you want it, Hitler? Uh, fuck. <laughs> she had a dog named Hitler. Yeah, that, that's like that. That sounds <laughs> German Shepherd. That's, that's that was in three sources. That's a real thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not debating. That was three government sources. <laughs> Who's a good Hitler? Who's a good Hitler? How would you say Hitler in Hitler. the Colombian accent? Hitler, Hitler, Hitler loves belly roll. I guess. I'll bet Hitler was a real cute puppy. He probably was. And you know what? I'll bet he was a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler was literally a good boy. Yeah, I wonder. Hitler did no wrong. If she had several, so that at some point there's like Hitler three, Hitler yeah. four. Right oh, next did to she, did she spray paint the mustache on? <laughs> yeah. Dude, German German uh, fucking dog come on. <laughs> well, like that. She, she, yeah. she fashioned a little like instead of the deer antlers, she yeah. made a little Hitler mustache. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's fucked up too because you can you can teach a dog essentially when you teach them to shake hands. It's very close to a. a oh, yeah, <laughs> oh I wonder if she did that. I guarantee you she did. We're making that a thing for the podcast. Uh, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, the 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 Heil challenge. Uh, get your dog to do <laughs> to Heil to the camera. Put yeah, on that's it. the next TikTok fad. Uh, yeah, the, the next Heil TikTok challenge. Do the fucking oh, teach no. your dog to be Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Only golden chep, only German shepherds. Though. <laughs> I named my dog Milo. I've got this. <laughs> no Grecians. All right. So, uh, and again, with with the the um, that that guy Antonio getting arrested and with the dog uh, cage, th- all all of this suspicion kind of um, collapses onto itself, and the DEA starts an investigation officially yeah. in 1974. Uh, or 1973, but it gets underway in 74, called Operation Banshee. <laughs> because <laughs> Banshee. Yes. Yeah, because she's such a loud, screaming bitch. Yeah, because uh, Banshee is, where is it? Uh, Banshee is the uh, a female spirit in Irish folklore who heralds the death of a family member, usually, but incorrectly attributed to a horrific high-pitched screech. Oh, incorrect? <laughs> incorrect. the real thing? It's the screech is not part of it, but oh, it wow. is. Yeah. So, it is an audible female demon, basically. No, it's just a female demon that appears that that signals the death of somebody. Oh yeah. It's like why the, do they name it that? Was well, it just like a name that they picked out of the hat, like every other operation? Gaelic, some weird Gaelic word. Well, did they think that it was coming from Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> she's short. She's short, fat, and murderous, and loves she's, Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> must be Irish. Irish. <laughs> must be. be Northern Irish. <laughs> yeah, that's Protestant Irish. Yeah, because well. We uh, 
I've done all the like the happy go lucky kind of like trafficking stuff. Right. Gonna, this is fun. This be, has been happy because she does kill a lot or like order the death of tons and tons of people and and uh, so that that's why the Operation Banshee. Also because the organization is is mostly all women. Um, oh, so. They, they they didn't like their original idea, like Operation Bitches. <laughs> so this is this is I just a little anecdote from uh, from the book, but this is from the investigation. Uh, the killers entered the apartment of a Colombian dope dealer and shot him. They wanted to remove the body from the scene, but they were afraid that the blood would leave a trail down the hall and steps of the apartment building. They decided the best way to handle it was to hang the victim by his feet over the bathtub like a side of beef, slit his throat, and let the blood go down the drain. They relaxed in the apartment playing cards while the body drained. Body (laughs) drained. After an hour or so, they scooped up the living room carpet and wrapped the bloodless body inside. When this was completed, one of the killers slung the carpet over his shoulder and walked out of the apartment house into his car, threw the body in the trunk, and drove away. Wow. We're so. just taking this carpet. Don't worry about it. That just sounds like prep work. <laughs> now hey. we're just bleeding out this side. Of, yeah, I got time for a card game. <laughs> that's uh, that's that scene from Scarface. Yeah, so that's that's uh, that's a guy. I'm feeling lucky. That's Jorge Rivi Ayala. He is one of Griselda's main hitmen. Oh, okay. And well, yes, and bodyguards. He's a jack of all trade murder guy. (laughs) He's just anything. He's got a carpet. He's got a knife. He knows how to drain a body. You know, variety is the spice of life. Like literally, we'll get to this in episode I think four. She is in trouble with the like. She's arrested, and she call they haven't talked in years and she calls him up in chicago and she's like hey you owe me from like all this stuff a few years ago i need three people dead and he's like okay fine see i'm not even that mad i'm just you know i'm having a good time but like sure Ah, you bitch (sighs) i fucking hate this why did i agree to this (laughs) just kill me already this sounds like the beginning of a of a montage in a uh, in a sitcom or something it's like oh this again uh happy music as he's like fucking trying on different guns you know Trying on different schemes for and death. Speaking of montages too, so that the that Riparito quote is kind of in the context of the the New York cops not seeing like murder and stuff on this scale. They haven't seen criminals with machine guns and stuff like that. And then and also professional murders like this, like where they're draining yeah. the blood and stuff. Because yeah. a lot of her hitmen served like in the Colombian <laughs> army and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. Uh, during the shit. revolutions and things like that. So they have training. Yeah. Um so these cops are like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> we I don't know how they can have, do this down there. They don't even speak English. I have a snub nose thirty eight. Like it's <laughs> what is <laughs> what am I gonna do here? Um so they call the DEA uh, again calls it Operation Banshee, which um actually does them a disservice with the investigation because in the bureau they actually kind of scoff at the whole organization because it's run by a bunch of women so <laughs> that's so, what i was saying yeah, yeah. So they, sh- they originally named it operation bitches because they're like <laughs> fucking stupid women but it allowed them to operate for like two years because yeah. no one was really pulling the trigger on raids or God. things like that the <laughs> so, 70s were just so retarded the, suffra- <laughs> like, the suffragettes of drug lords that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, where's third wave feminist with these women? Huh? Yeah, right. 
You need to respect our drug lords. <laughs> you don't have a gun in my mouth. <laughs> How can I come? <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So on uh, finally, though, they do take it seriously on Columbus Day, 1974. Uh, the date. Uh, yes. Always a date. date. Uh, October 14th. So on the day that, well, actually, no. Wait, I'll yeah, you're, you're right. No, it's not Columbus Day. It's Indigenous <clears throat> Peoples Day. Sorry, Obviously. yes. On Indigenous Peoples Day. Of Columbia. Um, <laughs> so Columbus Day. <laughs> <laughs> They're named after it. They don't have to do the bullshit. <laughs> We're not woke. I mean, we haven't slept for seven days. <laughs> My ass. My ass. <laughs> Those are the most woke people on the planet. Um. So... On this day, uh, authorities under uh, the Banshee Task Force orchestrate a sting and intercept 150 kilos of cocaine. Jesus Christ. They, that's when they capture uh, one of her top drug dealers, Carmen Caban. <gasps> uh, oh, and she her. was caught receiving the coke. And also, uh, she, in the process, and also together with her, gives up uh, Griselda, Alberto, and 35 other people in the organization. Jesus Christ, what a snitch. That's what, ha- that's what happens when <laughs> you get fun. caught with a Dallas Cowboys offensive lineman's worth of cocaine. Yeah. 150 <laughs> kilos is a lot of cocaine. That is a How Nate much? Newton of cocaine. That's, 300, that's 320 pounds of cocaine. Yes, that's a lot of cocaine. cocaine. I'm pretty sure that's, that's how much cocaine. weed Nate Newton got caught with. Twice, by the way. Twice, Twice in one week. <laughs> on the same highway. <laughs> in the same van. Well, how was he going <laughs> to buy another one? He lost <laughs> He lost like a million dollars worth of, co- of fucking drugs. Dude, I was going to buy a new car with that. Oh, well, shit. double or nothing. Let's He's, he's going to try to pay for the legal expenses for they, the first one. With they can't. It's double jeopardy, motherfucker. They can't do it to you twice. <laughs> so she was receiving 340 she was receiving pounds load. of cocaine. Yeah. Where was she receiving it at? So this was this was no, at. She, she <laughs> what hole did that get into? <laughs> yeah, 300 pounds, dude. That's not going up your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. So then, so then where? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see how she was looking. Of, mm. She got a lot of in, in, intestines removed before. Oh, oh. <laughs> I would turn too. She had GI surgery. <laughs> yeah, doing the uh, those old what's that the corset thing? Yeah. The the, the S. Okay, fucking cut that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now we're keeping it. Um, so okay, she gives up thirty-seven people total. Right. So I just wanted to give the irony of this date. So. On on Columbus Day uh, in 1944, German Field Marshal General Erwin uh, uh, Rommel commits suicide rather than face trial for his part and attempt to overthrow Hitler. In 1949, the Communist Party leaders convicted of sedition except in the United States as part of like oh, the, the, McCarthy the, thing? the McCarthyism. They show also up also on Columbus Day. Yes, 1949. Also on Columbus Day, nineteen forty-nine. Oh. They they are convicted. Uh, and uh, Griselda and Umberto uh, on this day in nineteen seventy-four hear about this and hightail it back to Columbia because of course. Well, yeah, <laughs> do that. Wow, if you're, if you're listening at home, that's uh, your Jeopardy moment of the day. <laughs> well, no, Columbus like, for uh, five hundred. I was hoping for a song. But All the <laughs> other terrible oh. things that happened on Columbus Day. You got five hundred, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta tell me when to play the Je- Alex is dead. You gotta tell me when to play the Jeopardy music. Well, man. now that now that the McCarthy thing happened, now Columbus Day will live in infamy. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's not like anything bad ever happened with regards to this. Yeah, <laughs> there's only like 35 provinces in one country named after him. How can he be bad? <laughs> 
certainly that was done just through polite negotiation. <laughs> so also uh, during the sting, they pick up Maria Gutierrez, uh, the travel, Ooh, the Gutierrez. owner of the travel agent. So they pick her up for forgery as part of this whole thing and turn her into an informant. Here's a little excerpt uh, from the book. After she turns informant, <laughs> she's having a conversation back in Medellin with Griselda, and she wants to... <laughs> I have a new camera. Maybe I should take pictures of everything we do. Why? Why would you want to take pictures, Griselda asked. <laughs> <laughs> like, this chick is trying to be real slick as an informant. It's like, do you know what is good idea? And she adjusts her microphone. Yeah. I would like to take pictures of everything we do. <laughs> for the future. It's for Instagram. Yeah. For the future. When we are old women, we can look at the pictures and, <laughs> and, and we will feel good. This is weird. You never brought this up before that you want to live to be an old woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're in the coke business. Nobody lives to be old. You know what? I have a great idea. How about we start the thing called a podcast where we just tell each other what we're doing? <laughs> So Griselda thought for a while, well, maybe it's okay, but I get to look through them and throw away the ugly ones. Oh, <laughs> smart idea. Sure, sure. This that is a cocaine <laughs> idea, yeah, by the way. Is, sure, sure. That will be fine. Who wants the ugly ones anyway, Maria asked. And they both laughed. The DEA. <laughs> the DEA received all of the photos Maria's took, even the ugly ones. <laughs> Griselda, Griselda didn't know? She didn't know. Oh, oh, didn't know. I thought, I thought the, the ugly one. I thought that she was playing dumb. So, God damn. No, she fell for it. She oh, was on shit. Coke. I thought I thought Griselda, I thought that was like a snake move. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I get to throw out all the ugly ones. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, I'm going to have like you killed. Like you, you're the ugly one. Yeah. <laughs> no, apparently she was just being vain. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that makes sense Facebook for, moment. for her. You know, that's, that's her Tony Montana moment. I don't believe that that conversation happened that way. Oh, <laughs> <That's>, couldn't. <laughs> I just it's part it's, it's part, part of the, of the fucking <laughs> the, the uh, godmother. What is that? What if, if, uh, what is it called? The, the true fan story, fi fan friction or whatever. Yeah. Fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Griselda Blanco fan fiction. Which, by the way, I want to see that explode on Reddit. Uh, everybody, go ahead and start that. Yeah. We need more fat porn out there. Yeah. <laughs> Body positive, Michael. Right. Body positive. Fatty, yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, to round out uh, 74, uh, this is a bad idea. Um, Alberto gives Griselda uh, a Mac-10 for her Christmas present. Oh, <laughs> it's a stocking stuffer for the lady who has everything. Yeah. And it's Oh, it says from Santa on it, too. Oh, oh. that's so cute. Yeah. Hey, there's a couple rounds out of this clip. <laughs> she immediately just dusts it for fingerprints before she'll touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Giving somebody for Christmas a Mac 10 with a murder on it. App apparently, she's not that clever. I thought yeah, that she'd she be probably, more clever. Yeah. I, I expected her to be you super clever in everything. You never trust a gun from Alberto Bravo. Yeah, Maybe that's why she ends up killing people. She, I trusted you. I trusted, yeah. I trusted yeah. one man and one woman, and I can't trust anybody anymore. <laughs> She's a bitter chick in a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me my son. I need to kill him. <laughs> For being a man. All right, so uh, 74 turns into 75. Griselda and Alberto lay low in Medellin for a few months, but she's anxious to get back to business in the U.S. The market is booming, and she can't be gone long or else someone is going to grab all of her business. That's so true. So uh, they, they start actually scouting out Miami now. 
So, ah. but they're still they're now permanently in, in, in Medellin for a while because the heat in New York is uh, way, way, way too hot. Um, by this time, seventy-five, Alberto is full-on addicted as fuck to coke. Uh, <laughs> Don't get high in your own supply. <laughs> but Bob. when you have that kind of supply, <laughs> you can't do enough to affect your bottom line. Yeah, yeah, and but, it's all pure, so it's like there's yeah. no. Yeah, but you fucks up your. What the fuck is wrong with you two? I know. No, no. <laughs> I've been sober forever. I like. I don't why know. Make, why I like this? Why this make a hundred million a year if you can make ninety-nine million a year and be? Fucking high off your brain the entire That's year. True. Yeah, but you can't make ninety nine million when you're That's that true. fucking high. When you do a million dollars of coke a year, you don't make a hundred million gonna, dollars. You, money doesn't mean anything. <laughs> You'll be like Joe Rogan. But for a while, for a while, it's great. Yeah, the real frosted flakes. <laughs> So he and this starts actually this does start causing problems with the business, the day to day running of everything. He starts cheating on Griselda. <gasps> wait, um, wait, who's he? Alberto. Alberto, Alberto is Bravo yes. loves more Bravo. than and has we'll, too much love for one woman. We'll, too much love. We'll find out. She doesn't not not with him. Uh, episode three. Stay tuned. She has a hilarious uh, way of dealing with people who cheat. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. The hitman that hangs you upside down and fucking guts your neck like yeah. a fucking let you off that good, easy. No, this is a scorned that. woman, Mike. So almost immediately, Griselda like flips out. So, so she she hears about. Alberto cheating on her and uh, blowing a bunch of their money while she's on a trip to Miami. So sh uh, she calls him up. She essentially like ends it and says, I'm taking over the business. You can't handle things anymore. He says, you're being paranoid and then hangs up and then doesn't return her phone calls for a couple weeks. Ooh, that's not a smart <laughs> idea. Not a he great should idea. be paranoid. Not a good woman to be uh, ghosting. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, cuz she gets on a Learjet, she flies to Colombia, uh where her she meets a team of her shooters. They get in a limo and head to a nightclub in uh in Medellin where Alberto is partying with his armed crew. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly they'll just come together and talk it out. Well, they, yeah, they do for a second. He's waiting for her in the parking lot and they start yelling at each other as soon as she gets out of the limo. <laughs> <laughs> She accuses him of stealing, and uh, she starts yelling about wanting a and cheating and wanting a divorce. Wednesday night happy hour at uh, any bar yeah. in Lake County, Illinois. <laughs> he his, he yells back that the godmother nickname stuff has started getting to her head mm -hmm. and everything like that, and she's just making this all up. Uh, <laughs> I'm a head bitch in charge, Brad. Yeah. Th this does sound accurate. <laughs> They're both right. What? <laughs> <laughs> Like neither one of them are wrong in this situation. That's where, is... as 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 the the armed guards on both sides, don't you have to? You're like, you start making a peace with the other armed guards. You're like, they're they're both being, they're assholes, being assholes right assholes, now. Dude. Like, dude, can I'm we sorry, just want to die for these this right now? <laughs> really, we're the same. We're on the same team, dude. Yeah. I'm a hitman from a third world country, but even this is too cheap for my life. <laughs> they're like, really, they just love each other. They just don't know how to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meet armed mediation, <laughs> couples therapy by way of mafia. <laughs> Why do we need Mac 10s? We should be loving each other. <laughs> I do not need a Mac 10. I just need to Mac on you, baby. <laughs> oh. oh, I love you, Roberto. Um, instead of all that, uh, Griselda pulls a pistol out from her boot. Uh, she brought four gunmen and she pulls the gun she, out? She pulls out first, but I guess she's a little slow because Alberto pulls out Newsy. He gets off a shot and shoots her in the stomach. Uh, Have you ever pulled a gun out of your boot? 
No. It's not It's not simple. She's well, very yeah. short, and though. She's not that far to reach. But she's fat. <clears throat> also difficult. Mm-hmm. She probably should have known that by how hard it was to get them on. And she has so much cocaine in those boots. Yeah. They're really just like uh, I brought their own cinder boots. blocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's just walking around it's without a cinder bag blocks. of coke. <laughs> In the shape of a gun. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. The gun is in my other boot. Oh, fuck. Fuck me. I'm taking forever. Oh, jeez. She tries, she bends over to fucking pick it up and she just rolls over. <laughs> she like, just grabs, she grabs a bag and a rolled up dollar bill. She's like, oh, shit. Shit. Where's into, Hitler? It turns into Willy Wonka and just roll her out. <laughs> Oompa. Loompa, like a doompa dee, doompa. To be fair, the girl that turned into the blueberry. Definitely on drugs. <laughs> yeah. And looked like Griselda Blanco. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be Griselda Bluo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So she pulls out a pistol. He pulls out an Uzi, shoots her in the stomach. But when she's on the ground, she gets off a couple shots. One hits Alberto right in the face. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> she's killing him instantly. Dirty, hairy oh, shit. She crawls back to the car with a gunshot in her stomach. Her henchmen drive her to the hospital. Doctors perform surgery to remove the bullet and fix her up, and she survives. Huh, that sounds, that's, that's interesting. A, yeah. That sounds a lot like that one story from Chopper. Yeah, yeah. Well, after the surgery, when she's asleep on anesthesia, she wakes up and briefly asks the henchman, where is Alberto? The henchman says he's dead, and she smiles and goes back to sleep. In all, <laughs> uh, yeah, in all, Alberto and six of his bodyguards are killed in the shootout after a killing. Um, this is when she's given the nickname, the Black Widow. <gasps> Strong. Right? Mi amor. <laughs> Wait, how do you say uh, it? Spider the Negra, or whatever. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it was Spanish. I pronounced it right. Everybody shut up. I'm not even going to correct it. I'm Espider. just going to leave it here. Spider. Spider. So here's another card called The Truth. Oh, <laughs> no. It was a chopper tale. Yeah. Okay, so that that either happened in 75 or 77. Tall tale we, for such a short lady. We don't know because it did happen in Colombia and there wasn't a lot of court. <laughs> we do know Alberto died. Here's the thing. Here's what uh, really happened um, is, uh, according to one of her closest hitmen, Chucho Castro, the guy uh, we saw uh, in episode one. Right. So Alberto uh, was killed in Medellin. She was shot in Bogota. That it was part of a hit that was out on both of them, and she essentially just took credit for it because she survived. And like no one's gonna come out and say, "Oh, it was like a third party that tried to kill both of them." Yeah, there was there was a hit out on both of them, and succeeded with him. But she, didn't get her. You didn't get her. She took the credit for it. Because she took the credit for killing because, him when, in fact, Yeah, was because a, they were essentially too embarrassed to say that another gang got the drop on them in any way. Both at the same time. Yeah, yeah. because right now they're fucking around. She's doing too much coke. There's people taking there's, uh, They're taking their, their uh, yeah, spots Yeah, they got and Operation Banshee in New yeah. York. Like, there's all this attention now on... I'm guessing she straightens her shit out and gets really, 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 really violent. Yeah, things get turned up a notch. She goes, <laughs> this is... <laughs> I structured it this way specifically because um, we're going to end with one of my favorite stories of the whole uh, of the whole series that we're going to do. So, but yeah, she forces her guys to say to and, and everyone else to say that she killed Alberto so that she doesn't look weak, and no one is going to say otherwise because you can't 
You're not, not going to be like, no, 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 I'm a hitman. Yes. <laughs> and and we do know that she was like a part of this because later when she, on the autopsy of her, she does have a gunshot wound to the lower or left side of her stomach. Because yeah. you can't, she wasn't there. She wasn't, you can't be in the two places. But yeah, no, she started yeah, the, the rumor to, to come as like, look, you missed. And the only way I'm letting you live through the day is if I get to take the credit. Yes. And she does And you back the fuck she up. She does eventually get her revenge on the the people that oh, did do this out because she did no shit. Uh she found it's it's the the Achoa brothers. Okay. Um they're they they end up being laid down the road like the big competitor to um Pablo Escobar. Okay. Um but she ends up getting her revenge in episode 3. We're going to get to that story. Nice. Um <laughs> so Hashtag lady boss. Uh, the black widow. The negra. So yeah, so that becomes her official nickname forever, and she becomes known as the woman that kills her husband. Her husband. So it's not known uh, exactly when uh, they meet, but it's sometime in between seventy-two and before seventy-six. Um, likely when she was hiding from the U.S. and was stuck in Colombia uh, after Operation Banshee. But uh, around this time, she meets Pablo Escobar, uh, a young Pablo Escobar who's a car thief at the time. They meet at a cockfight. Uh, <laughs> a cockfight? <laughs> that's yeah. the mo- that's Colombia first base. Did <laughs> <laughs> you take me to cockfight? Tinder's lit. <laughs> Tinder is lit in Colombia. Mm. Swipe right on me, baby. Ooh. Yeah. She tells him how crazy the market is for cocaine. Tells him to come to Miami and that she's going to introduce him around. Wait, she gets co- she gets, she gets Pablo, Pablo Escobar into the business. Into the business. <laughs> wow, that's like all the people that I got into comedy. Yeah, the Queen Mother. Jesus Christ. Guess what else they do? Uh, they have a se- they have a secret affair. Hell yeah! Evidenced by mentions of him in her diary. Her, oh. this is real. Nickname two nicknames. One is Coque de Mi Rey. Oh, what's that mean? That means my flirty king. Oh, nice. And the other one is Polla Blanca, which is white cock. Polla <laughs> 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 Blanca, yep. Oh, what is that? I wonder what that does it does she go into detail what that means? That means white cock. I mean it like literally... what what it means to her though. Oh. Well polla like does it mean like it his it's... dick is white or does it mean like it's a, the size like, of a white it, guy? He probably just has a big white dick. Oh yeah, he's a light skinned dude. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> that's the most coked up sex that's ever happened. That still ended with oh, that's why finishing. he has a white dick. She was snorting coke <laughs> off it, and that's and that's one of those at this point too. He's doing that. That he's this is a career move for him. Well, obviously, oh, yeah. he's he's the most successful person. Well, he's ever going to exist. He's fucking. Yeah, he's not yet. He fucked his this way. Is not yet. The, no, this, this is, like is that, his intro. Ma- yeah, Michael J. Fox. This movie, is the secret open of my success. She's basically the, <laughs> she's the, she's the Harvey Weinstein of the drug trade. Mm-hmm. She oh, she fucks him in. Yeah. <laughs> Like, she's gonna fuck this fat pussy. I know, yeah, it's like I'm going to put my role to the side and you're going to make a career move. They do a line off of my belly line. <laughs> off well, of my, my flaps. Pu- you pull you pull the gram of, pu- of coke out of my pussy with your teeth. <laughs> Kiss the ring while you're down there, bitch. I'm telling you, she's she's got the Eva Perone diamond on like a clip. <laughs> Kiss the ring. <laughs> Jess, the coke will smell a bit funny. <laughs> Do you know what that smell is? Success. 
you know how they say good coke is salmon scale? <laughs> <laughs> this is fishy. <laughs> this, is very, this is very fishy fish scale. <laughs> <laughs> July 4th, 1976. Always good when there's a date. All healed up from the hit slash fictional gunfight at the Cocaine Corral uh, <laughs> back Jesus in Miami. Christ. That's amazing. Uh, back in Miami, Griselda is uh, back to her kooky ways of getting cocaine into the U.S. It is the U.S. Bicentennial and Columbia lent one of its naval sailboats, the Gloria, to the celebration. It's sailing the boat from Columbia to Miami to sail in a race from Bermuda to New York Harbor. Oh, wait, and this is July 4th, 1776? 1976, our bicentennial. bicentennial. Yeah, bicentennial. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for your uh, welcome to America. Yeah, I guess it's a global <laughs> ce- celebration. I don't yeah, know. Dude, that had to have been the best fucking year for COVID. Because they don't want to get bombed. <laughs> no, dude. Like, everyone was fucking partying that year. Like, it was just like a year-long party for yeah, America. Yeah. Mm. Like I think everyone was fucking doing coke. Women right. could drive in Tehran and shit. <laughs> Boy, that's nuts. That's <laughs> insane. It was lit in 76, son. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Jimmy Carter. Dazed <laughs> and confused. Peanuts and cocaine. So guess who has a shitload of cocaine on the Colombian Navy sailboat? Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, but definitely Griselda. <laughs> um, so this is real because there's news on this. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, it causes a bit of an international problem. Oh, um, really? Yeah, so the dock workers must have missed some uh, <laughs> because when it's docked in Miami, the captain, Rafael Martinez, reports finding six kilos in a shipment. Somebody's getting fired. And reports it to customs officials. This is not in any English-speaking papers uh, because it's embarrassing to the U.S. Uh, thank- <laughs> thankfully, I speak and read uh, Spanish pretty good. I uh, want to know what the shipment was originally before they cleared it out. Because in all the American-speaking papers, it's just six kilos. Yeah, they love the, they love the just finding the sick, like the handful of kilos. I imagine this is in the ballpark of like 500 kilos. It was a thousand kilos. Uh, how many Fuck. pallets is that? What the it hell? It was a thousand kilos. That's that's what, like 2,300 pounds or something stupid? <laughs> oh, that's their, fucking, that's their whole fucking uh, that's, room shipping container, probably. I, that's two million pounds? No, two, two thousand mil- pounds. No, two, oh, no. Two thousand pound is, is one ton. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm kilos dumb. is like <laughs> 2.3 pounds or something like that. That's like 2 million pounds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So it's many zeros. Has there been that many sun. in existence? I think I was counting in pesos. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of pounds, though. Much cheaper to roll up a 100 peso bill and snort cocaine, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah. Much cheaper. It's like, what, like $3? Yeah, if that. Uh, it's like 38 oh, cents. Oh, yeah, it's like 38 cents. You know what that was worth? That was... In 1976? Yeah, the, the thousand kilos? The thousand oh, kilos. Shit. Uh, 500 million? 40 million dollars. 40, 40 million. dollars uh, multiplied into today's dollars would be just stupid amounts of yeah. money. Yeah, <laughs> more money than we'll ever see. That's crazy. We yeah. should start doing this. <laughs> Dude, this that was my first idea for this whole thing. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> and, and, and with, but, and so essentially, but that is her essentially beginning the setting up shop in Miami. She takes the 994 kilos. <laughs> oh, no, we lost out on six kilos. And, <laughs> and like, officially establishes her, like, her business hub now in Miami. Think of that's, how much better she would have done if she'd had those six kilos. You know, guys? <laughs> no, I think... Good the, thing we minimized the I, problem. I think that that was a, uh, a, a lateral move. 
because yeah, like made her huge thirst- big dick energy. Yeah. Like how is everyone like yeah, you can be the biggest smuggler in the world, but how does any, everybody anyone ever know if you're doing it right, you know? No one's yeah. going to find that out. But if you just smuggle in a thousand and you lose six, that's it's a pretty sustainable much like putting it on the, that's front page news that, in fucking Colombia. Yeah, that's your that's your loss leader. Yeah. It's very important. Merchandising. Yeah. So this because it's on a actual like the Colombian naval ship. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the one the government signs for. Uh, and yeah, that it causes an international incident, like, with now, like, the governments are being like, well, are like, what is, is the Colombian government trafficking coke? Like, what is, <laughs> and then the Colombian consul Basically. general in, uh, in the Miami embassy denies that any cocaine was found at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. That's what, 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 six kilos? That, that, that could have been between the couch cushions. That could have been dust on the floor. What is it? Six kilos. Oh, I guess you guys are really looking, huh? Uh, you guys are good at finding shit. And and so that's that's where I leave you today. Um, she with with that giant shipment and and kind of the the rearranging of everything. That's we're gonna our next chapter is gonna be her in Miami. And, Ooh, uh, that was a nine hundred ninety four <laughs> kilo atom bomb on South Florida. Yes, and uh, yeah, and things things change real things, quick. Things explode both in in, in the United States. Uh, people explode. <laughs> You throw a thousand Buildings. kilos of cocaine on anything and shit explodes. Yeah. You could drop it in Amish country and they will be going to the moon by oh, year's end. And that, of- that number becomes insignificant too. At, at, at a certain point, like just the, the numbers that are being thrown around are like in the 500,000 kilos, like commonly. Yeah. And it's by yeah. the early 80s. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That explains new wave. <laughs> We're just taking small steps and getting there, you know. Yeah, like, like is, when you uh, when you're on the twentieth flo- flight of stairs, you're like, ah, oh, that's a lot of flights. But if you get up to hundred and twenty, you're like, that twentieth one wasn't that impressive. Yeah. You know, I've gained so much perspective now that I've done hundred and twenty stories of cocaine. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really high. I have, I am just cranking out spec scripts. <laughs> Jeez. Man, that's crazy though, man. That's a that's nuts. Any questions? <laughs> Oh, um, man. I just love the fact that, like, probably 10 teen coming-of-age movie screenplays came over onto that one shipment of 1,000 wow. kilos of cocaine. Yeah, 1976. Yeah. Yeah. All those, like, can't buy me love. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the 16 guy, Candles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John 16 Hughes. 16 Candles, yeah, John, John Hughes. John Hughes's uh, yeah, entire career started in 1976 when 1,000 kilos of cocaine showed up in a harbor in Miami, Florida. Well, that's been, that's been blood on the sand. That has been blood on the sand. Uh, thank you so much for listening. That's been Bob Keen. Bob Keen here. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at uh, the Bob Keen. Uh, we'll throw it around the horn here. Uh, Andre Hashim. Blood on the sand. Blood on the sand. Blood on the sand. Where can we find you? On, oh yeah, I'm Hashim for comedy. F O R comedy. Uh, also follow us on Instagram at Blood on the Sand Official. I've been Michael Johnson at the Real Mikesa. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, follow us on Patreon so we can pay for books. Please yeah, follow us on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash blood on the sand. And also, uh, you, you, you fucked me up. I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. Remember that uh, no one is, uh, is innocent. Uh,
No, no, there's no such thing as a good person. Yeah, there's no such thing as a good person. <laughs> Want to recap that? <laughs> now we're good. Now we're good. Bye. <laughs>